Hey everyone, you're listening to the Career Quest podcast created out of the Career Center. We will explore and discuss a variety of topics such as inspirational stories of Northwest students, work relevant skills for today's workforce, insights into organizations and their hiring practices, employment and labor market trends, and much, much more. We want to support students by maximizing empowerment through education and experience. Thanks for tuning in. everyone and welcome to episode eight of the career quest podcast you may not recognize my voice i am your host tyra whitson megan harker is the wonderful human who you are used to hearing and she will be back but i will be taking over for the time being today we have our wonderful guest rebecca palechko here to talk about mental health and as it relates to students and professionals. Rebecca is a social worker with the Center for Growth and Harmony here at Northwest College. Hi, Rebecca. Hi, good afternoon. How are you? I'm good on this kind of crazy weather day. Yes, it is wild outside. It's a winter wonderland. I don't know if many people would think it's a wonderland at this point, but let's go with that. You're right. That was a bit optimistic. (laughs) I guess uh, people are probably over the snow, especially after Christmas. I feel like Christmas Day is a grace period where people are like, yes, we can have snow today. But then after that, we're over it. I completely agree. So, Rebecca, tell us a bit about yourself and your own career journey and how you ended up where you are now as a social worker with Northwest College. All right. So I began my journey in this career um, when I was 17. When I was in grade one, I remember knowing that I always wanted to do counseling and wanted to help people with any of kind of the struggles that they had in life. And so I always knew that was going to be my career path. despite some occasional changes, um, I always went back to it consistently. Um, So I then went on, um, after high school, I went on to complete my Bachelor of Science and specialized in psychology and worked a couple years. And then I went on and did my Bachelor of Social Work and worked a couple years and then did my Master's in Social Work and specialized in clinical practice. I have worked in a multitude of different areas related to the field of social work and mental health. Um, I've also worked with a variety of different populations. So my experience includes um, just many different aspects and areas of mental health, working with individuals, couples and groups, and also all ages, children, adolescents, and adults. I've worked both in inpatient and outpatient mental health and group homes. Um, I have also worked in forensics and legal services, um, including probation and custody and access. Also, I've experienced in hospital work and private practice setting. And now I'm at Northwest in the post-secondary um, 
I actually specialize in a trauma-based therapy called eye movement desensitization and reprocessing, which is completely and totally my true passion of my career. Um, so yeah, it's been a long journey to get to post-secondary um, education, but I feel like it's almost come full circle at this point. You know, you start out doing your training um, through post-secondary and now I'm kind of in the career field of it, helping students with where I was many years ago. Wow. Well, thank you for sharing that. You have so much experience, so much valuable and diverse experience. So that's so awesome. I love that you have kind of always known what you wanted. You always had that calling. And uh, even if, you know, your path wasn't, it's wonderful that you found exactly what feels like a good fit for you now. That's, that's so awesome. Can you tell us a bit more about your current role at the college? Sure. So um, being a social worker at the Center for Growth and Harmony, um, our role is to support students um, in regards to their mental health um, or any life struggles in general that they may be experiencing. So any challenges with life in general that may be causing stress or strain to the, for them. Um, also, I also provide newcomer support and settlement services for students who are new to Canada or new to Edmonton um, with helping them, you know, just settle in and find um, the services that they need um, to be supported while they get settled and adapt to life here. Um, also, we provide assistance with any kind of basic needs that the students may need. So if they're struggling with um, income or food or housing or anything like that, helping the students access community resources um, so that they can get those needs met. Uh, we also provide lots of education um, sessions or presentations for students on mental health um, to uh, classrooms and that kind of thing. Awesome. That's so great. It's such an awesome resource that we have here at Norquest. And I'm so glad that you're here today. So then we can um, help some people become more aware of it because I'm not sure that everyone is completely aware of what is available to them here. So thank you for sharing a, a bit about your role with us. But I'm curious, I guess, about what is it that you love about the work that you do? Or what is it that like continues to drive you in this field? That's a, an easy answer for me. So obviously helping people is completely and totally my passion. Um, it's my driving force all the time. So having the ability to walk beside people in their healing journeys and watching them grow and change is completely um, the driving force of why I do what I do every day. Um, supporting people with their struggles and knowing that um, somehow you helped along the process. Yeah, that must be an incredible feeling to be able to be part of people's journeys in that way. It is amazing. It, it, there aren't even really words to explain uh, what it's like to be along that journey with people and just knowing that maybe you helped somehow that other people couldn't have. Wow, that's beautiful. And I have no doubt that you are creating an incredibly positive ripple out into this world. So mental health is a part of 
holistic wellness for everybody. And I think every single life has its unique um, kind of challenges or also unique things that might be beneficial to our mental health. I'm wondering if with students, the students that you work with, if you notice any themes, if there's anything in particular that you think impacts mental health for students. Yeah, absolutely. I always tell students that I think um, being students in a post-secondary institute is actually one of the most difficult things um, that we go through. And unless you've actually been a student at some point in your life, people don't really um, understand or respect how difficult that process actually is. So post-secondary education is obviously set up um, with a high information flow. Um, so students are, you know, saturated with a large amount of information that they need to process it and um, retain at the same time. Also, there's the time restriction um, that goes with post-secondary education and the pressures of assignments and exams and that kind of thing. And exams are set up to be particularly kind of challenging. Um, and we need to learn to manage the stress related to exams. So, you know, just the, the need to um, give out um, and understand information in a certain amount of time causes a huge amount of stress. And I, sometimes I think we forget that that's kind of the purpose of tests is to, you know, pump out that large amount of information as quickly as you possibly can. Also, the big one right now is online education and all the adapting that students have to go through um, from um, being in classroom to now being almost exclusively online and, you know, how to manage all of that um, is a really difficult thing and can be very stressful and very taxing um, on students' mental health for sure. Also with the, uh, you know, just the, the expectations of post-secondary education just means that there's limited time for self-care, um, limited time for socializing and that kind of thing. Um, many of our students at Norquest in particular often are coming from new countries. And so, you know, the whole culture shock and adjusting to a new way of being in a new place and being away from, family and friends is a huge adjustment. And one of the other big ones is obviously just the whole process of financial struggles that come with being a student. Yeah, thanks for mentioning all of those things and the, the various unique struggles that students can have depending on their circumstance. That's an important thing for, for us to consider. Um, yeah, I think student being a student is really, really hard. And it's something that uh, maybe isn't talked about as much as it should be because there's a level of um, just kind of viewing it as normal, just the normal student experience. But I think it's important for us to acknowledge that being a student can be really hard and it can be a really challenging time of life because in recognizing that maybe we can um, open ourselves up to the idea that there are resources that maybe we should be accessing at that time so that we can help ourselves in our mental health journey while we are students. And I've, you know, I've thought about the idea that after you're a student and you're beginning in your career, 
that sometimes you're starting from an empty cup and that's challenging. I'm wondering if you have any thoughts on why it might be particularly important for students to consider and prioritize their mental health. Absolutely, I think that's a huge thing um, is being aware that being a student um, is really, really difficult and accepting that it's a really difficult process. Um, not to make that sound negative, but that's sometimes acknowledging that and that's why it can be really taxing on us. And then we go out, students are expected to go out and start their careers. And you're right, they already often are starting from um, their cup is empty. And so if we're not taking care of our mental health along the way, um, you know, then we get out in these careers that are really taxing as well. And so then it doesn't take very long for kind of, you know, the snowball effect to really come into play and burnout and compassion fatigue and those types of things start to set in. And just being aware that um, it's always important to be taking care of ourselves and getting help as we need it and being okay with asking for that and recognizing that when we're there. Um, I always tell people life is really hard. And so, you know, that's just the realities of it. And so it is important to be constantly assessing ourselves and asking for help if we need it. Um, because if we're not, if we're not doing these things, we're just not going to be successful in achieving our dreams and our goals. And then it leads to other things like physical health problems. And, you know, if our mental health isn't, isn't good, our bodies start to break down too physically. And often those are good signs that maybe our mental health isn't doing so well. And then we get all kinds of ailments that we have to deal with on top of it. Um, also, and the recognition that if our mental health is not well, it affects all of our relationships in our life as well. So um, all of a sudden we have new problems with, not only are we, you know, are we struggling in one area, but we're also struggling with relationships with our coworkers, our friends, our families, our partners, um, our children, um, you know, so it just, if we're not maintaining our mental health, all of life becomes really challenging. Absolutely. I think that our mental health can have a ripple effect in our lives and impact us in in all sorts of ways that we might not even immediately connect to our mental health and addressing our mental health and caring for ourselves is not only something that's going to help us to feel more peace and joy in our lives, but it's also helpful to the people around us because, you know, we can be better at being in relationship with people and, and we can perform better as students and professionals if we do have a full cup and we are caring for ourselves. Having said that, I know that sometimes accessing the supports that we need can be challenging. I'm wondering if you've noticed any barriers specifically to students, reasons that might hold them back from accessing mental health support. Yeah, absolutely. This stigma related to mental health, although um, we keep talking about it and keep trying to overcome it is still a very much a real thing. Um, so, you know, just the fears of saying I'm not okay and accessing support and how that will be perceived 
um, by other people and also the potential negative consequences of doing so. Um, like I said, at Norquest, we do have a really eclectic, diverse group of people, many that come from other cultures and other places in the world that don't acknowledge mental health issues, or um, if, if they are acknowledged, they're kind of perceived as being weak or something wrong with a person in particular. Um, so lots of not understanding mental health Um like we do here in North America. And just to, like I said, there's a lot of fears about if I ask for help or if I say I'm not doing so well, am I going to experience the consequences attached to that? So maybe I will have, um, you know, less jobs that I can access or my grades aren't going to be that good or what's the decreased opportunities for me if I say that I'm not doing okay. Um, a lot of um, our students that may be coming from other culture um, countries may who are on a permanent residence uh, residency or international students often worry about um, seeking help because they're afraid that's going to affect you know potential citizenship or staying in the country um, and that's a big one so you know like making sure students understand that um, if you're accessing services from the Center for Growth and Harmony, they are completely and totally confidential. And that information does not go back to the government in any way. Um, but that's definitely something that does hold people back. Um, and just the lack of knowledge and education as to what might, might they might be, be experiencing. So a lot of people don't understand what actually depression is and what it looks like or what anxiety is and looks like. Um, and so, you no, know, not just having that information and that knowledge and then, okay, if I do know that, where do I go and how do I get some help with it? Thank you for speaking to those barriers. And that's such great information that you shared about the Center for Growth and Harmony um, being totally confidential and that information staying within the college. I think that that might be um, really helpful for some students to know. And I just wanna say regarding the stigma, you know, it's so real. And I just wanna send a message to any students who might be listening to this now and maybe having a hard time and considering accessing mental health supports, I just want to reinforce the message that that's normal. It's normal to struggle with your mental health and it makes you human. And, you know, sometimes the same way that we might go to a doctor if our body is suffering, we, we can access supports for when our hearts and our minds are suffering as well. And I also want to say that, you know, it doesn't have to be a dire situation for you to seek mental health supports. Sometimes it might just be a matter of you wanting to um, enhance your life and enhance the quality of your, of your thoughts and your feelings. And that's okay too. That's what the supports are there for. Yeah, I, could, I totally and completely agree with those statements. Um, I think it's really, I... I off because I always talk about mental health and I'm like in this field, I, I talk about it all the time. And I do think that it's just a regular part of everyday life at this point. Um, like I said, like not to sound pessimistic in absolutely any way, but 
life is extremely challenging and there is always a lot going on. And I think all of us struggle um, often and on occasion. And that's just the realities of the situation. Um, and the other thing I, I I always say it's easier to deal with things when they're small as opposed to when they're big. And so, you know, I do always encourage students, you know, even if you have a question or, you know, something's going on and you just want to talk about it and get a different perspective, um, sometimes that goes a long way and that can prevent kind of larger problems from happening. And that makes life a little bit easier too. So definitely, once again, I just kind of want to reinforce that all our services um, at the Center for Growth and Harmony are completely confidential and free to the students. So not only does government not know, but your families do not know need to know. There's various ways we can book appointments for students that can maintain confidentiality if you're afraid of coming in in person and um, your, your instructors don't need to know either. So it's completely, you know, it's completely between us and um, Hopefully we can, although I encourage students to con continue and always talk about mental health as openly and freely as we can, because I feel like that's the only way we're actually going to break through this stigma is by making it every, everyday knowledge and information. But if you really do not want to, that is okay. And we can respect that and work within that. I love what you said about how it's easier to manage a small problem than a large problem or however you worded that, um, that makes a lot of sense to me. And I think that it's a beautiful reminder to check in with yourself and care for yourself, um, you know, before it gets to the point where you, you can't ignore it, you know, taking time to check in and say, is there something happening for me that maybe needs to be addressed? Or, you know, maybe I need to practice some self-care in an area. Um, I think that that's a really beautiful sentiment. And yes, talking about mental health is how we break the stigma because it is normal. And all of us have mental health as a part of our life, something that we have to manage and something that we have to um, constantly be checking in with. It's just part of being human. So thank you for sharing all that. I'm wondering if you can tell us a bit more about what supports are available to students at the college, as well as how they can access those supports. Yeah, for sure. So at the Center for Growth and Harmony, we have counselors who are registered psychologists and also social workers. Um, we're there Monday through Friday, 8.15 to 4.30. Um, a little bit earlier, I had talked about kind of my role. Um, so just to kind of go over it once again, that um, the counselors are there to support students with anything related to their mental health. Um, and the social workers are also there to help with, connect with community resources, um, help students with meeting basic needs, and maybe any newcomer support services. Um, students can book um, either online at wellness at norquest.ca, or they can contact our reception um, staff and book an appointment. Um, and the number is 780 644-6155 to book an appointment. Um, appointments are given either through in-person or virtually or through phone sessions. Also, there is a counselor and a social worker on campus every 
every day, Monday through Friday, um, and students can dro just drop in as they need to if they want to and see someone. Also at the Center for Growth and Harmony, we have nurses um, and they're there Monday through Friday, 8.15 to 4.30. Um, students can drop in to see them or talk to them about anything uh, related to their physical health, or they can, if they need something urgently, they can contact security um, who will get in touch with the nurses. Wow, such an incredible and important resource campus. Um, I'm so glad that we have the Center for Growth and Harmony, and I'm so glad that you've been able to come and be part of the podcast today to share uh, some information with the students so that they know about it and um, know how to access it. So I'd love to know, Rebecca, what is one way or more than one, whatever you want to share, uh, a way that you care for yourself, you practice self-care or take time to care for your own mental health? Self-care is such an important topic to me. I am a big advocate of engaging in regular self-care. So often when students come and talk to me, I ask them what they're doing on a daily basis, which can sound really overwhelming to some students, but it's just kind of trying to find that, you know, work, academic, life balance. Um, and so um, we need to we need to take care of ourselves. And I also think we need to play in life. If we're not playing in life, then we're, you know, we're just existing and that's not a good place to be. Um, so for myself, I love spending quality time with my husband and my children. I enjoy going on any kind of adventures together with them and doing any kind of activities with them. So I am a big player on life. Um, if I'm going to be here, I'm going to enjoy it as much as I can. Um, I love to laugh. Um, so anything that makes me laugh um, always refuels me. Um, I'm lucky I have two sons who are very entertaining. So they have me laughing on a regular basis. Um, and I also love to make crafts. So I guess that's one of the things that I do in my kind of quiet time. Um, if I want to kind of enjoy things is do some kind of a craft. I also um, regularly try to do meditation and um, engage in any kind of spiritual activities, um, which kind of refuel me as well. Awesome. I also love meditation and spiritual activities. I love how your face lights up when you talk about play. And it's really inspiring for me to think about the concept of play as an adult and fun and how I can bring that into my life a bit more. Um, I do think that's so important to have that kind of lightness in our lives as adults because, you know, life can be heavy. So thank you so much for coming in today, Rebecca. We really appreciate your insights and your knowledge. Um, just in closing, do you have any final words of advice or inspirational quotes or anything like that that you'd love to share with our listeners? I think I would just encourage people to play more and how to make life fun. I know for myself, like this is literally a daily <laughs> It's literally a daily event on how I can make life somehow a little bit more playful for myself each and every day. Um, sometimes it's just literally the little things in life. Like um, I know when I'm on campus, 
I love to go out for lunch and it's a great adventure for me to decide where I'm going to go for lunch and what I'm going to have. And so I do encourage students, you know, every day try to make something playful for them and enjoyable because life can be really difficult if we're not searching out the good stuff. That's so beautiful. And I'm definitely going to take that and incorporate it into my day to day. So thanks so much, Rebecca. It was my pleasure anytime. Thanks for listening to the Career Quest podcast. You can connect with the Career Center by emailing us at careercenter at norquest.ca or by visiting our webpage, norquest.ca slash careercenter.